Welcome to KC by Sari, a podcast for Kansas City enthusiasts. I'll take you behind the scenes and you'll learn why this Midwestern gem is so special. KC by Sari is brought to you by our sponsor, Tap Intuit Fitness. Justine Tap won Best Personal Trainer in KC Magazine's Best of Kansas City 2023. Justine offers a variety of training, including in-person, remote, hybrid, and nutrition coaching. I've taken classes with Justine for a number of years, and I can attest to her amazing ability to motivate and support you in your fitness journey. It's officially 2024, and now is the perfect time to start thinking about your goals. Justine can help you reach them. For podcast listeners, your first session is free when mentioning Casey by Sari. For more information, visit www.tapintuitfitness.com and schedule your first session. It's officially 2024. If you've been following along for a while or been listening to the podcast from the beginning, you know that I am a huge foodie and always looking for new local spots to enjoy. As the first episode in the new year, it would be fun to have Dan, my fiance, join me and we would do another episode of all of our favorite restaurants in Kansas City. Last year, we did a Thanksgiving special where we each listed five of our favorite restaurants This year, we thought we would do something a little different. We came up with a comprehensive list of our 10 favorite restaurants in Kansas City. To be clear, this did take a little bit of back and forth because we had some consensus on a few places, and then there was some back and forth on some others. And what's cool about our list, I think, is that we have a lot of variety in terms of types of food, different neighborhoods. I think what's nice is... And this is just a statement about Kansas City in general. There are great restaurants in every neighborhood, and I think our list reflects that. So I'm excited to go through this. I'm also very curious to hear what kind of feedback we get, because it's cool that everyone has probably a different version of this that we talk to. So I think this will be fun. Um, But having lived here for almost four years, um, I'm definitely no expert, but I'm a pretty well-seasoned foodie in this city as well. So... um, I can't speak for you because you're a lifer, but uh, I think this will be fun. One of the fun things about making this list was the reason it took us so long to get down to 10 restaurants was because we had a hard time. At first, we started with five. Mm -hmm. Then we decided to bump it up to 10. Then we... I even asked if we should go to 12 or 15, and you're like, no, we're going to be here forever. So, And there are other lists in various publications online where there are like the best 32 and the best 10 and the best 20 and I think again it just speaks to the fact that everyone has a different palate and a different love of different types of foods so this is our version and it might align with some people and it might not so I think that's the beauty of living in a great food community like this one so I agree with you this is our list these are restaurants that we love that we frequent and restaurants that we often take out of towners so, yeah, that too. as a whole, this is just our favorite restaurants in Kansas City. But again, there's so many amazing restaurants mm-hmm. here. It was really hard for us to come up with this list. But these are really just our go-to. And that- I also feel like this needs a timestamp too, because our top 10 in February of 2024 could change. But in January of 2024, starting the new year, this is where our list stands 
at this month in this year. And I think a great place to start is number 10, taking us to the West Bottoms. This is, gonna, this is like, uh, I feel like I'm going to be in like tour guide mode, which is going to be very, very funny as someone who's not from here. But at number 10 in the West Bottoms, Voltaire. We've been there a few times. Uh, a new American style restaurant with a great bar, great wooden interior. I think what's beautiful about Voltaire is that we went in without any expectations and we left so pleased with the meals that we had. The first time that I went was just with a friend and was for drinks. So mm-hmm. we sat at the bar, had amazing cocktails. We didn't even eat when we were there and I took a peek at the food menu and mm-hmm. had made the mental note of wanting to come back with you and with others. So when we went that first time and had dinner, yeah. I think we were like so pleasantly surprised. Not to say we thought it would wouldn't be good. Right. It just isn't a restaurant you hear a lot of people talk about. It yeah. falls in that category, as many places do in Kansas City, of hidden gem. Mm. It has constantly been somewhere I think we both will mention to others when trying to find a place to go or someplace where we're trying to find somewhere to take people to try a new restaurant. And we've gone on a double date before with people who had never been there, and they had a lovely experience, too. The variety of their starters is lovely. You can get a grilled Spanish octopus with sherry reduction, Spanish chorizo, fingerling potato, and you can work your way on down to shrimp and crab hush puppies, which we've had and are delicious. And then the variety of mains is great too. They have lamb and chicken and pork, and I've had their duck breast before, and it's got this pickled cherry and other lovely tastes on the plate that are just delicious. And that's what's great about their menu is that there are lots of surprises from top to bottom, but everything is good and you can get anything you want of any type of, you know, taste that you have, whether you're fish only, you're uh, an omnivore, you eat everything, or you want a vegetarian approach also. Um, You know, kudos to Wes Gartner, their executive chef, who has done a really nice job keeping things interesting and having a variety of options on the menu. For us, the restaurants that we're going to mention on this list are restaurants that we've been to multiple times Mm -hmm. just within the last year. Being people who enjoy trying new restaurants, we often talk about getting into almost the rut of not going back to restaurants we love because we're constantly trying to find places we haven't been. And Voltaire is one of those places where I think we went maybe four times last year, which for us to go back to a restaurant that much is a lot, which really speaks to how much we have enjoyed this restaurant, had great experiences and have loved bringing people there who hadn't been there before. And also kudos to the staff. The service we've had there has been excellent. Uh, their bar, top of the line. Their um, you know hard liquor options are uh, deep and you know really really excellent. Their bourbon list is massive. Um, their bottled and bond list is massive. I mean, just you know scrolling through their liquor menu is uh, an effort. So um, Voltaire. Number 10, West Bottoms. Really, really, really good stuff from them. Uh, number nine, uh, we're Waldonians. And so we have to, you know, give a shout out to a couple Waldo spots in our list. Uh, Waldo Thai is, for my money, one of the best restaurants in the city and certainly my favorite Thai restaurant in Kansas City. 
in a city that has a lot of options. Waldo Ties is one of the only restaurants where I feel like we order the same thing over and over. We know exactly what we like and it hits every time. But I have to say the last time we were there, I tried something new. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to become my new favorite dish on the menu. And everything Pam and her staff has done there is so amazing. The bar menu is awesome. It's another place that the drinks are just unlike any anywhere else in the city that you yeah. would get a cocktail. I love the size of it. I love a smaller, more intimate restaurant. Yeah. I think that's something you and I agree on when we go out to eat. The large, oversized restaurants that can fit a bunch of people for whatever reason just never seems to really be our vibe. But Wado Thai is always really good. It's just, it's a good comfort place that we always know if we're struggling to think of where we should go what we want every time we're really craving Thai food, Waldo Thai is just always the first place that comes to mind. Pam Liberta and obviously her husband, Ted, who runs Buktui, not that far away down the road on 75th. But Pam and her crew deliver every single time that we've been there. I am not going to embarrass myself and try to pronounce every item on this menu, but you know, the first entree that's listed is something that I've had maybe half a dozen times, and it is good every single time. The stir-fried fresh flat rice noodle with flank steak, egg, bell pepper, serrano, and Thai basil. You know exactly what you're going to get, and it's good every single time. It's the perfect amount of spice. The meat is always good when you have it. Every starter that we've tried there, too. The wings, the dumplings, everything that we've tried for a starter has been excellent. And I like that you highlighted the service and the atmosphere there too, because it's a family enterprise and they treat you like a member of the family when you're there, which I think is really special too. Good place to always have in our back pocket Mm -hmm. of knowing that when we're craving it, it's there. Obviously being within very close proximity to it, it's always sort of top of mind when we're trying to figure out where we're going to eat and you and I tend to plan out our date nights pretty far in advance. We always like to get a reservation. Waldo Thai is definitely a place I recommend getting a reservation. It can be hard to go just as a walk-in. So I definitely recommend getting a reservation, but you and I really don't get takeout very much. We're very anti-millennial in that way, but the couple of times we got takeout last year Waldo was Waldo Thai. Yeah. So. That's that's our had a long day, had a rough weekend. We know it's going to be good. We know we're going to be happy with what we get when we get it. So Pam Liberta and Waldo Thai, uh, you have our undying loyalty and our number nine spot on our list. Number eight, you mentioned at the top restaurants that we like to take out of towners and visitors to. Um, and... I'm going to shamelessly mention here that this restaurant is on our wedding website since we are getting married later this year. And we have a lot of -of out-of-towners visiting from all over the country. And Kansas City is obviously known for its barbecue. So we felt compelled to have a barbecue place on our list. And coming in at number eight, uh, just over the border between downtown and Kansas KCK is Slaps. Slaps Barbecue is a, I think, and if you know, you know place because, and I'm not trying to put these restaurants in a group because they're not good because they all are, but the original grouping, you always hear about Arthur Bryant's, Gates, Joe's, Jack Stack, and now Q39, I think, is lumped into that group. Slaps is off the beaten path a little bit. 
holy crap is their food good every single time we go there. That has been our top place that we took out of towners. When we host people in Kansas City or we've had friends that come in for a quick work trip, you and I really want to give people the Kansas City experience, not necessarily the tourist experience. And I think that's why we love Slap so much because, mm-hmm. to your point, the other barbecue places, they're still awesome. They're still go-tos for very good reasons. Yep. But I think you and I have really enjoyed showing people a barbecue place that that not a lot of people would list as a go-to barbecue place. Being from here, I didn't know about Slaps mm-hmm. for majority of my life. Yeah. But I had a close friend whose family loved Slaps. Swore I grew up it. being a Jack Sack family. And yeah. so it's sort of funny. Obviously, being from here, everyone really likes getting into the barbecue conversation and having their own little debates of yeah who's the best barbecue what's their best dish but slaps has really become our fun go-to place to show out of towners you still get the classic barbecue experience of standing in the line you have to be quick on your feet when you're ready to order they're not messing around they're trying to get you your food so you can eat get in get out but the food is just so good and what's nice is they have everything They literally have an item on the menu under their meat combos, the no-cow combo. So if you're not into beef or pork, you can get chicken, turkey, jalapeno cheddar sausage, which is my personal favorite on their menu. It's so, so, so delicious. Their variety and their sauce and their sides are all awesome. The picnic table set up um, with the um, screened-in porch uh, right off the main strip. Uh, when you pull into KCK off the highway, that place is so consistent. It knows what it's doing, and it's always good when you go. And we just had a couple visiting in town. We were out of town when they were here, and I was like, you got to go to Slaps. And I get a text from them as they're sitting down to eat telling me, quote, unquote, we've been slapped. And they were so happy. So all the barbecue places here in town, they all do excellent work. Our favorite right now is Slaps, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But there's always a new place that's going to pop up that we're going to try. So right now, Slaps is number eight on our list. Number seven in the River Market, not that far away. It feels like we're like kind of bouncing around, but geographically <laughs> moving around, but staying pretty close. Uh, this place in the River Market has been going for 25 years. Um, we highlighted it on our last episode when we talked about this, but I just have a really sweet spot for LeFou Frog and what they do over there and what they've been doing for a really long time. And it's wonderful. Yeah. LeFou Frog, I feel like has a really special place, especially in our relationship, because we went there on one of our first dates, somewhere we love to take your parents when they come in town. We've done double dates there. We've done double dates there. Another place that we have taken out of towners. Mm -hmm. We've had a handful of double dates there. It's always, it's another restaurant when we're thinking about nice occasions or something special. Yeah. LeFou is always in the mix of a place to have a really nice dinner. We just know every time we leave, we're going to leave full, super satisfied, they have a great wine list. They do. Their specials are awesome. I love, every time we've gone, I love seeing what is coming out on that chalkboard, what they have, what they're offering on their on their special menu. So The specials are always good, but their steady menu, their uh, cornerstones are just 
to die for. Their, <clears throat> their foie gras and their escargot can never go wrong when you have that. And then their mains, their steak au poivre for my money is the best cut of steak in Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas. Uh, Barbara and Mono, the way they run that restaurant, how much fun they have. You get a live performance when you're there. Uh, they celebrate Bastille Day. They celebrate all of the essential French holidays with a lot of flair and a lot of fun. It's not a big space. Their interior dining room is not very big. They have a little bit of a patio on the um, east side of the building, if I'm not mistaken. But their wine list is killer. The atmosphere is lovely. And the food, every single time you go, it's that authentic French food. And you, as you said, always leave in a happy mood and satisfied after you finish your meal. There's a reason that it was on our list last year, and it's there's a reason that it's on our list again this year. It really is just, we've never had a bad experience. I love Not sending one. people there yep. for their special occasions. We've had people ask us for a good birthday dinner, anniversary dinner, mm-hmm. special date night, and this is definitely a place that we are always recommending to other people. So Le Foo Frog at number seven in our top ten, and now number six bringing it back to our neighborhood in Waldo. This isn't technically a, it's not technically a restaurant because it lives inside of a bar, but we have never had a bad experience there ourselves and the newcomers that we've brought there keep telling us about it after the fact. Cosmo Burger, whether you're in Waldo near us or at the Lenexa Public Market, it's the best burger in Kansas City. I just haven't had a better burger than that one. It's your classic smash burger, but there's something about that burger sauce and the onions and the cheese and the seasoning and the flavor with that thing. It just, it hits every single time you get it. Jacob Kruger was on the podcast pretty early on. Jacob, we love you. It was so fun to talk to him about the process of coming up with the recipe the number of failures he had to really overcome to find this amazing recipe, Mm -hmm. the process of making the pickles homemade, which we are totally guilty of buying pints of and eating them at like a scary fast rate. What's scary about it? There's nothing scary about it at all. I think it's totally normal behavior. I don't know what you're talking about, but it was really cool to hear about his process because it wasn't linear. At all. Like, he really had to go through a lot of trial and error, which makes us appreciate it even more. It was a labor of love, and man, do we love that thing. It's another place, too, that we've taken a lot of -of out-of-towners, especially in the sense where we've had friends who come in town for really short periods of time, Mm -hmm. and they only have an hour to eat with us. Knowing that Cosmo Burger is also so close to us, but being able to go into Dodson's, just grab a beer, grab a burger, grab tots, and have that quick meal, but just, it's still so good. Yeah, I mean, the people we've brought there that are from out of town will randomly text us and just mention how they're like, man, I, I'm really thinking about Cosmo Burger right now. You have a good friend who yeah. sends you that all the time. Yeah, and, so- and he's here annually for work. And he is always just like, so when are we going? When are they open? When can we do it? And I'm like, I'll meet you there. It's a quick walk from the house. I'll be right over, you know? I also love that as a, technically as a ghost kitchen, one of the things that I really 
love about Cosmo Burger is the limited menu. Yes. I know some people, that's not their vibe. They really want to be able to have all the options. But what I love about Cosmo Burger is because of the limited menu, you know that everything they do is going to be amazing. And the fact that the menu is a burger that you can either get a single, double, or triple, cheese, no cheese, and tots. I mean, it's so simple, but at the same time, it is so flavorful. And yeah, that's definitely a guilty pleasure yes. meal that we will... It's a guilty pleasure, and we live so close that we could easily get it all the time, but we don't because we don't want to ruin the enjoyment, and also we want to stay relatively healthy. So, um, but yeah, side of tots, burger sauce with that thing. Um, I I hope they are there selfishly as long as, I hope they are in Waldo as long as we're in Waldo, because it's just, it feels like home, because Waldo is home, and having a great burger in a great bar, shout out to Dotson's, um, is just really, really great. So Cosmo Burger, keep doing your thing. We love you dearly. And that's number six on our list. Uh, number five, going a little further south to the Mission Farms neighborhood uh, on the Kansas side, Blue Koi had two locations. I became familiar with them when they were on 39th Street when I moved here and lived downtown Got to know them as a takeout spot during COVID, and that location has since closed, unfortunately. However, they are going strong in Mission Farms, and they have what I think are the best dumplings, not just here, but some of the best dumplings I've had anywhere. I don't know if that means I need to get out more, but um, they are just the best, and I'm so, so grateful that we still have one Blue Koi location because they've concentrated in one spot and they're still crushing it. Yeah, I love their flavors there. Ants on a Tree or the Almond mm-hmm. Chicken yes. are my absolute go-to entrees there. Mm-hmm. This is the first place I ever had bubble tea. I used to go to Blue Koi all the time in high school and I would get mango smoothie-style bubble tea with my meal. It felt like dessert while I was eating. Yeah. And then, you know, living farther north, I really didn't go to Blue Koi as much, not because I didn't like it or because I didn't think about it. I just was trying to explore neighborhoods I hadn't been to. Yeah. There's a reason that on a Friday and Saturday night, it is damn near impossible to get in. Yeah. Like, we have to go on weeknights because trying to get it. I mean, how many times did we try to go on a Saturday or Sunday this last year? Impossible. And we couldn't get in, which is, you know, as a customer, you're always like, oh, dang, but also it's so great to see that they are just booming with business still and that people don't mind waiting because they know that the food is going to be really good. believe they don't take reservations, which is why there usually is a wait. And you also can't get takeout online. You have to call. They take takeout orders by phone, which is very old school. But, you know, shout out to the Chang family. And they have been going, in Mission Farms at least, for what will be 17 years this year. They opened in Midtown 22 years ago. And so knowing that they have had the winning formula for more than 20 years, and they've concentrated into one location, it's busy all the time. I mean, I remember when we went a few months ago, we sat down for dinner in like the 5 or 6 o'clock hour. By the time we left, every single table was filled up. And that was on a weeknight. Yeah, we went early. We're usually yeah. We're usually people who eat dinner 
these days later and later, and we were really craving blue koi, and we were like, you know what, we're going to go on the earlier side. We have to get a table. Yeah. And, yeah, by the time we left, we were like, wow, it's huge wait, and it was on a Wednesday night. I mean, it was so incredible to see. There's clearly a reason that people continue to go back. Their food is so good. Mm -hmm. It's another place where I sort of have my go-tos, but I also recommend people try a bunch of different things because every time I have tried something new, I'm so pleasantly surprised. And now when we go, I'm, I have these internal battles of what I want because I can't decide because everything is just so good. You can eat family style there. And I think we need to start doing that the next time we go. Cause I have my go-tos there also. Their firebird and their braised pork like are incredible. And I get them more often than not, but I think we need to work our way through the menu over the next few years and, you know, experience every single dish that they have to offer. So, uh, shout out to Blue Koi, cracking the top five on our list. And now moving on to number four, going back downtown, um, we are now highlighting uh, an Italian option. And this place is on a lot of people's lists, and for good reason. Farina right in the heart of the crossroads, Baltimore and 19th, uh, what Michael Smith and his team do there on a regular basis. We've been there a few times uh, for some special occasions with family, with friends. Each time we go, we walk out of there with our hair blown back because they knock us out every single time we eat there. Farina belongs in our top five for very, very good reason. The last time we went to was a really special memory because... Your parents were in town, and you and your dad were going to the Bruce Springsteen concert. Yes. Another rare occasion where we ate dinner at 5 p.m. Yes, that's right. And we go, we sit down, and we were a little surprised to see how packed the restaurant already was. Oh, it was overflowing. And our waitress mentioned that they had to open early because of the Bruce Springsteen concert. Long live the boss, baby. And, like... People were breaking out in Bruce Springsteen songs, Mm -hmm. and strangers were coming up to each other. Oh, when did you see him? Oh, I saw him last time in Kansas City, too. Like, where are you coming in from? It was like, it was the pre-Bruce dinner. It was the pre-Bruce dinner. Which was like a riot to me, because, you know, (laughs) the folks in my parents' demographic were ready for a long night, because Bruce plays a really, really long show. Dad and I were out for a while. And we started the night with Farina. But anyway, back to the restaurant itself and and not Springsteen because then we'd be on a long tangent. Um, We also brought some very dear friends of mine who were visiting from out of town there. And we got some of the same stuff we got with my folks. But then we kind of, you know, spread out and tried some other stuff. I just have to highlight, and you know exactly where I'm going with this, the Sardinian black rice starter is just one of the most amazing things that I think I've ever had it's, anywhere. It's surprising because I think very rarely on a menu would you see black rice and think, oh, oh I have this, to get it. Oh, I have to get it. How can I leave the restaurant without trying this? I don't know what special ingredient is in that black rice. I have never left Rena without ordering it because mm-hmm. it's so amazing. It's when we've been with your parents, we've been with friends, we've been with yeah. whoever. We're always pushing to get it. And the people we're with usually will give us this funny look. Really? We're ordering black rice? That's the starter you want to get? Yes. And without fail, 
we've ordered it and people look at us and say, oh, I get it. Yes. I totally get why this was a necessity to order and it's just so good. But going on down the menu, all of their pastas are absolutely amazing. And then their larger courses, you can get, you know, fish, the bronzino, uh, pork, veal, chicken. Their desserts are also amazing. And they have their entire leadership team here for everyone to see, but we're going to shout them out anyway. Michael and Nancy Smith at the top, Diego, Rachel, Andrew, Berto, and Ali, their pastry chef. Everyone on that leadership team and everyone who works the dining room and the back of the house staff, they've got that thing humming. And we have had just some of the best food and really overall dining experiences in our entire time here. And my folks are coming back relatively soon and we're taking them there again. And we know we're gonna get the goods when we go to Farina. And, you know, Michael Smith dominates that corner of the city. But this place, you can tell, has just something really special about it. And I hope they keep going and... Trying new things, but keeping the, uh, you know, favorites on there. Because as long as that Sardinian black rice and that herb combination is on there, we will keep coming back. So Farina, number four, bravo, and a tip of the cap to them. Okay, we are getting to our top three. Three, the nitty gritty. First Brookside mention. When I moved here, I knew that coming to the middle of the country would not involve a whole lot of... Fish, oysters, seafood in general, because I know it's hard to get in this part of the country. I say that as an East Coast brat because you have access to very good fish. However, what Earl's Premier has pulled off in the short time that they have been open is nothing short of spectacular. Because we have been there frequently. We know a lot of other people who have been there frequently. And just speaking to the fact that it's almost impossible to get a reservation there now shows that they found an opening, not only filled it, but filled it really, really well. Earl's Premier is in our top three. They absolutely deserve to be there. There was a week last year, we went twice in one week. That's which right. Which was so funny because that's so unlike us, but we had friends coming in town and wanted to go out to lunch with us, so we had made the reservation. And then we had another couple, not that long after, ask if we wanted to grab dinner Mm -hmm. and if we wanted to go to Earl's. So we didn't even think twice about changing one of the reservations because we were so delighted to go two times in one week because it is hard to get in. It is. And the food's amazing. One of the things that I love so much about Earl's, when you walk in, you would think that restaurant has been there for 50 years. Yeah. Whoever was part of the design team and just the overall decor really knocked this out of the park because yes what you want when you're eating oysters and shrimp cocktail is sort of that new england old school vibe and you walk into earls and it's purposefully distressed everything there looks like your your grandpa's belongings who was a fisherman for 70 years agreed and, it just really so well put. perfectly captures what you're eating. Yeah. And I just love, they had such attention to detail. Another restaurant that's small and cozy. There's a reason, again, that it's hard to get into, not only because of the amazing food, but not smaller, a lot of space. smaller capacity. I mean, we've 
we make reservations for lunch there. It's hard to get in for lunch now because yeah. so many people are finding out about this place. And one of the amazing things on the menu, aside from food, is their frozen gin and tonic, which they're known for. And God it is bless. Oh. Dangerously good. I yeah, think, it is. I think you and I have had to sit and relax for a long time after dinner because we may not have realized how many... It's basically a gin and tonic slushy, and it goes quickly, and it's really good. So the menu's also not very big. It's not a very large menu because there are only, by my count, four, 10 starters, including salads and soups on here. You have three fancy seafood towers, as they call it, and then only six mains. There are only six main courses on here. And that also doesn't include their freshly caught oysters that they have flown in, which are on its separate rotating menu. So not just that, you know. And then they also have three really good desserts on here. I just am awestruck by not just how good they got so quickly and how popular they got so quickly, but we've gone since the, you know, I guess, quote-unquote honeymoon phase. And they're still crushing it. They're still doing an unbelievable job. And we've never had a bad experience there in terms of service. They take amazing care of us. I just, I adore what they're doing over there. Um, you know, just major, major, major respect to the whole team at, Earl's, at uh, Earl's Premier. Because we're going to keep coming back as long as they're doing what they're doing right now. So, strong number three option. Number two, back to the Crossroads neighborhood. Um... This is a special place for us because I took you there the night I proposed to you and I knew it was going to be an incredible night of eating and it was. Corvino Supper Club has some of the most unique offerings in Kansas City on their menu. They also have their tasting room, which is what we did the night we got engaged. Um, but we've also ate in their main dining room as well. They are just consistently amazing. I think that's a running theme in all of our options on this list, by the way. Just a quick aside. Every place on our list is consistently good in what they do. Corvino is no exception to that. They have one of the most interesting menus in, in the city. And I say that as a compliment. Seaweed donuts, Chinese broccoli, um, base scallop leche de tigre, steak tartare, fried pork ribs, Berkshire pork porterhouse, fried chicken, poached salmon... It goes on and on and on. The variety, the uniqueness is not to be believed until you do it yourself. The tasting room was a really special experience. We had such an amazing time. We obviously were like high on excitement from just getting That was an adrenaline rush that night, yeah. But that menu was so incredible. We actually took one of the menus home and are getting it framed, not only because... It represents the night on this new chapter in our lives, but the menu is so interesting. And again, you know, you and I say we're foodies, and sometimes I think people hear that term and think snobbiness when it comes to food. Mm. You and I appreciate the art of food. Like, we really appreciate the artistry that goes into finding unique flavors and people being really innovative with food. Like, really using food as an expression of art. One of the reasons we took the menu home with us that night was because 
the food we had that night was so interesting and so unlike anything else. When we look back on it, it's not just, oh yeah, this is what we ate right after getting engaged. It's like, look at what this restaurant can do. Look at what can be done with food. Look at what this place offers. And so it's just so cool to see a place in Kansas City continue to be successful that's serving food really unlike anywhere else, especially being from the Midwest. Sometimes I get nervous that people are so comfortable in the steak and potatoes mode and just American food because I love trying new things. and I'm always pushing people to expand their palate and try different things. And I think Corvino is a great place to do that, especially if you're looking to expand your palate and don't want to dive head in first. I think Corvino is a great place to test out some new things and then really get comfortable with how amazing food can really be when you are creative with it. Beautifully put. They surprise every time we go there. I hope they continue doing that for everyone. And for folks who are listening to this, who have a really special occasion coming up and have the means to do it, the tasting room is unlike anything we've ever done, as Sari just mentioned. I'm running out of things to say about it. It was unbelievable. Like, I don't use the word unbelievable a lot because there are a lot of things that are in the realm of believability. I stole that from my dad because he doesn't like the word unbelievable either. But that night of eating actually was unbelievable. It was also unbelievable how much alcohol we consumed because we did the sommelier pairing and walked out of there after consuming 10 different drinks. So if you do the alcohol pairing with your tasting room menu, make sure you have a safe way of getting home because they are going to give you a full alcohol and eating experience, the likes of which you will never experience ever again. So um, that is just a common courtesy to everyone who does it moving forward. They do an incredible job. Top to bottom, everything about Corvino is wonderful. Um, it was a no-brainer to put them at number two in our list. So um, we salute them and hope they continue doing their thing. Okay. And now... Number one, should we do a little drum roll? Is that your lap drum roll yeah. on your lap? <laughs> our number one choice is not different from the one that we had in our last episode. Second year running. This Second is year running, one. I... Don't think we were surprised by this. We kind of looked at each other and we were like, yeah, this is kind of the way things are going to go. The Antler it's Room. It's the Antler Room. The Antler Room, Nick and Leslie are just the king and queen of pushing themselves, pushing their clientele to try new things. They are the standard bearer, in my opinion and yours, of pushing the limit in the right direction because we have had a different tasting experience every time we have gone there. And every single time we leave that restaurant, we look at each other, we smile and nod. There's nothing to say. And we drive home. There's re we really are running out of things to say about um, what Leslie and Nick are doing over there. Cause it's astounding every time we go there. Yeah. We have always had such an amazing experience We've loved getting to know Leslie so much. Nick, obviously, is usually behind the scenes in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. But every time we go and Leslie is working, she is just... It's so great to see her. Just, like, getting to know them and what they do. I had Leslie on the podcast as well. And That's I right. really loved hearing where they get their inspiration for their menu. Yeah. Leslie was talking about how 
Nick gets bored easily, which as a in in terms of food and, and relatable the menu he produces, which I think is a really amazing thing to have as a chef because it means they're always trying to push themselves yeah. to do something else, to accomplish something more, to figure out new flavors. And I think where you sometimes get in trouble with restaurants is when they get comfortable. And I love that the Antler Room changes their menu so consistently. There's no point in even listing off what's on this menu because it's probably going to change not that long after this episode comes out. This is a place that we make... This is a place we will make reservations. Months in advance. Months in advance just to have the... The date night booked, and then that week when we remember that we have a reservation, it's like this fun surprise that we've planned for ourselves just because we know we like to go at least once a season to see the seasonal menu. Again, yeah. it's not even seasonal menu. Their menu changes so often, but yeah. just to see what they do with seasonal ingredients, what they're coming up with. We went here not long after we got engaged as well. Leslie was so nice. She celebrated with us and... The staff was so great. Yeah. We've had this... I wish I knew his name. We've, funny enough, had the same waiter the last three times. We got to get that waiter's name. We, he has been an absolute joy uh, to work with. Um, we'll probably have him again the next time we go there. Um, but, yeah, the Antler Room has a very special place in our hearts, minds, souls. Uh, I know I speak for a lot of other people that they feel the same way about the Antler Room. When you say the Antler Room, people's eyes light up when you bring it up. And it's in Hospital Hill. You kind of have to look for it. It's just, it's the gem in Kansas City. People who know good food know about the Antler Room. They sure do. They sure do. And that's not to put down anyone who- Not even close. You don't know about the Antler Room, but like people who really, I think, have the same passion for food that you and I do- Yes. Know about the Antler Room and- of course, have had like similar experiences to us. So the Antler Room, second year running, is absolutely our number one. All of these restaurants, we totally recommend. Oh people yeah, trying if they haven't been essentials. But like, we have a little extra push for people to try the Antler Room because yes, it's so unlike anything else you'll have in Kansas City. I think a lot of people are surprised when they come across this restaurant in Kansas City. Again, it totally takes away from the, like, good old Midwestern steak and potatoes idea. This is for people who love food. Elevated. Love seeing what can be done with food. Yeah. And just, like, want to have a good meal. So we love going there for date night. It's another restaurant that has small capacity. I think almost every restaurant, actually, on our list, I would not recommend going with more than a party of four. Yeah. Which, for us, is really how we like to do things. We love going out, just the two of us, or with one other couple, or, you know, two other people, and really get to sit down and enjoy our meals together. Yeah. And Antler Room is absolutely no exception from that. Like, we really love going and splitting a bunch of things on the menu. That's something we really enjoy is trying as many things on a menu as possible. We often do that by splitting a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, I just huge shout out to... Leslie and Nick and their entire staff there that is nothing short of amazing. There's obviously a reason that this restaurant isn't just on our list two years in a row, but it is on countless lists about top restaurants in Kansas City. Well said. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way to cap it off. Uh, Nick and Leslie, Mazel Tov on, on work well done. 
and keep it up. We will keep coming. We will keep evangelizing and sending people there. And really, we'll keep evangelizing on all 10 of the restaurants on our list. Um, but we would be remiss if we did not uh, include two honorable mentions at the end because the one type of food that we have not talked about is breakfast food, uh, the most important meal of the day. We need to include two honorable mentions um, who are both outstanding in the area of breakfast and pastries. Mildred's um, in the downtown neighborhood, two locations, um, and then Heirloom in Brookside. Um, Heirloom and Mildred's, they are as good as it gets when it comes to uh, a breakfast hash, a breakfast burrito, breakfast sandwich, pastries, great coffee, great atmosphere, great lunch. We love both of these places. If, you know, we roll out of bed and we're really not in the mood to um, make our own breakfast, we'll go there. Uh, if we're in the neighborhood uh, downtown, we'll swing into Mildred's real quick, but we had to include a couple breakfast spots. Um, and Heirloom and Mildred's uh, are awesome uh, when it comes to that type of food. Should we do a rundown again of our top 10, a quick rundown of our top 10 places? So going from 10 to 1, Dan and Sari's top 10, Voltaire, Waldo Tai, Slaps, Le Fou Frog, Cosmo Burger, Blue Koi, Farina, Earl's Premier, Corvino Supper Club, and the Antler Room. Those are our top 10. Come back next year and we'll see if it changes at all. We're <laughs> going to probably have to expand to 12 or 15 next year at this rate because... The way the food scene is in Kansas City, it keeps growing and it keeps getting better. So um, we're uh, eager to try more and also keep going back to our favorites. Yeah. We hope everyone enjoyed this list. We'd love to know what other people's top 10 list totally. is as well. Totally. Maybe we'll have to do something on social media or even yeah. through, I don't know, we'll have to figure it out. But I'd love Crowdsourcing. to hear, I'd love to hear people's feedback on our list, on maybe restaurants that people have similar to us on their list yeah. different from our list would love to trade notes that's the great thing about it is that when you hear other people's lists you're like oh there's something to that so send us your list we'd love to hear what you have to say uh we'd love to compare and i just think again the overarching point of all of this is that we live in a great food town and let's keep it that way with that we hope that everyone's 2024 is off to a great start. I hope everyone continues to go and support either these local restaurants, other local restaurants. Eat local, folks. Continue to get out there and try places. I definitely think this is a great year to push yourself, get out of your comfort zone. I know we're always striving to do that, so... I hope everyone is just enjoying the beginning of the year. Enjoy this list. And as always, KC by Sari comes out every Thursday. And we'll be back next week with a new episode.